From Silicon Valley to Wall Street, the promise and perils of artificial intelligence are playing out on the world stage. But what will the next phase of AI adoption look like? Which companies from big tech to startups will dominate? And where do the risks and unintended consequences lie? I'm Emily Chang. Join me at Bloomberg Tech in San Francisco, May 9th, to answer many of the industry's burning questions. Alongside SNAP's Evan Spiegel, Xbox president Sarah Bond, OpenAI's Brad Lightcap, top researcher Dr. Fei-Fei Li of Stanford, and many more. More details and just a few tickets left at Bloomberg.com slash TechSF. This is Taking Stock with Kathleen Hayes and Pim Fox on Bloomberg Radio. Walmart shares under pressure today down about 3.2% at forecast earnings for its next fiscal year that missed some analyst estimates, just as CEO Doug McMillan plans more investments to improve stores and build out the retailer's e-commerce capabilities. Seems like a perfectly sensible strategy to many people who watch Walmart. But to investors today, shows are going to be spending more money to ultimately boost that bottom line. And that seems to be why we're getting a bit of a negative move today. But let's ask somebody who knows all about this what he thinks. Joe Agnesi is equity analyst at CFRA Research. So, Joe, uh, what stood out to you about the uh, forecast for next year and how it ties in to Doug McMillan's plans? Well, we thought the forecast for uh, fiscal year 17, 18, and 19 were actually weaker than we expected, so it was a bit disappointing. However, as as the company provided details during today's analyst meeting, uh, our concerns were somewhat alleviated as the core stores are still expected to improve uh, operating income and operating margins, and the decrease is more a reflection of those increased investments in e-commerce, which we believe uh, you know, are the right moves for the company to make to better position themselves in the long term for growth and to compete more effectively. Joe, uh, earlier today, uh, the chief executive of Walmart, Doug McMillan, he was speaking to investors. They were all gathered at Walmart's headquarters in Bentonville, Arkansas, and he said this company over time will look like an e-commerce company. Well, before it becomes an e-commerce company, do they have to resolve a corruption investigation with the U.S. Justice Department and the Securities Exchange Commission? Because I think that the settlement, or at least the talk of a settlement, is about $600 million. And I believe that Walmart has already said that they've already spent or set aside about $790 million for this issue. Can you explain what's going on? Yes. Well, while the numbers seem large, uh, Walmart uh, produces a significant amount of free cash flow, $15 billion a year. So I think any settlement they reach in this multi-year uh, ongoing uh, investigation uh, is not going to have a significant impact on the company's long-term strategy and the uh, e-commerce initiatives going forward. Uh- Okay, so it, it's something then you're basically saying they'll, they'll clear this up, they'll settle, they won't settle and move on. But I just have to ask, uh, as the back and forth continues between the Justice Department, the SEC, and Walmart, what is Walmart's defense? Do they say that the, they didn't do what they're charged with doing? Do they say that there were sort of rogue employees in Mexico who made bribery payments? Because they're disputing well, how much they should have to pay, right? Right. They're disputing it. They, they uh, noticed some uh, issues themselves uh, going back to 2011, I believe. Um, 
new, there's new management that's been put in place, there's new processes and new compliance that's been put in place, and so they're trying to oversee and be uh, proactive in you know, preventing future issues, you know, re- such as the ones that they experienced in the past, uh, which I think will, will help the perception of the company going forward. Um, you know, and as I said, $600 billion is a lot for many companies, but for a, a company the size of Walmart, uh, it's, it's not going to have a significant impact to their long-term operations. Okay, but having said that, then what makes anybody think that a company this big with the $15 billion that you just mentioned is nimble enough to go head-to-head against Amazon? I mean, they just spent $3 billion in August to buy Jet.com. Have they displayed any uh, ability that would outpace Amazon? Well, the, the way we view it is that they already have the customers coming in the stores. They have 260 million customers coming into their stores, and their key is to keep them within their infrastructure. And by improving their e-commerce offerings, they will better be able to keep those customers in the stores and get more share of their wallet of those customers. Um, it's not just against Amazon. They could take share from many other companies, and that we see an improvement in their e-commerce, better positioning them to take that share over the long term. How about China? What role does it play? Uh, China is one of their largest international markets. International is about 25% of the company's sales. Uh, top two markets are Canada and Mexico, which they could leverage the U.S. operations. So uh, China is significant long-term uh, for growth. What they're trying to do there is uh, imp- increase their scale to offer a seamless e-commerce and bricks-and-mortar uh, solution in the country. And I think that's why you're seeing the JD.com uh, uh, deals where they sold their operations to JD for a 5% plus stake and then doubled that stake to over 10% recently. Online sales currently account for just 3% of total sales. Does Doug McMillan, the chief executive, does his future depend on raising or uh, that 3% of total sales coming from e-commerce? Yes, I think so. I think the Jet.com will add over a billion dollars in sales uh, the company said that in the second half of the year, they expect e-commerce sales growth to accelerate to 20 to 30 percent from 12 percent last quarter and 8 percent in Q1. So they have a favorable trend there, uh, and to be near 30 percent going forward. I think the company needs to produce those results. I think if there's disappointment there, you're going to see the share price struggle. Uh, but if they can achieve those numbers and 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 beat them, the, the share should do very well. Well, the shares are struggling today. The shares of Walmart are currently down about two and a quarter percent, uh, down more than two dollars a share, sixty-nine dollars twenty-nine cents for shares of WMT. I want to thank you very much, uh, Joe Agnesi. He's equity analyst at CFRA Research. This is Taking Stock, and this is Bloomberg. From Silicon Valley to Wall Street. The promise and perils of artificial intelligence are playing out on the world stage. But what will the next phase of AI adoption look like? Which companies from big tech to startups will dominate? And where do the risks and unintended consequences lie? I'm Emily Chang. Join me at Bloomberg Tech in San Francisco, May 9th, to answer many of the industry's burning questions. Alongside SNAP's Evan Spiegel, Xbox President Sarah Bond, OpenAI's Brad Lightcap, top researcher Dr. Fei-Fei Li of Stanford, and many more. More details and just a few tickets left at Bloomberg.com slash TechSF.